Welcome to the Builders Podcast, episode 42, Paperless Note-Taking, New Twitter Friends, End of the Year Biz Review, My St. Bernard Story, and more. Before we dig into this episode, please subscribe to this podcast and give us a thumbs up or a like if we earned it. Doing that will help us reach more people and deliver these valuable from the trenches lessons to those that can benefit. Let's get started. Welcome back. Hope you're doing well. Must be a solo episode because I'm wearing a hat. It might be my new signature thing that I do. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) I guess when I guest is here, I need to be more professional and, uh, less casual or something. I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. So today we're going to cover a number of topics um, and, you know, a variety of things. I usually, when I do these, I spend a little time beforehand, maybe 20 minutes, maybe a half hour, just jotting down some ideas, some notes, and some bullet points, which I just did here. So if you see me look over here, I'm looking at, I'm looking at my phone with some uh, bullets on there, pretty casual. Uh, And so we'll cover those topics and, uh, well, let's not waste any more time. Let's just dive right in. I probably told you that already in the introduction. I have a, I have, I'm drinking from this and I have no idea what the symbol is. (laughs) Hope it's not a bad symbol. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's, it might be, I don't know. I don't know. Might be for our local uh, gym or something that I belonged to before COVID. I used to, for a couple of years, I worked out. I was doing really well. And then COVID hit and the gyms closed and I never went back. I really need to do that. Maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode. <laughs> but health is important, uh, especially at my age. I am 50 years old. I mean, I look it, but I am. And I'm getting older every minute. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the other thing I wanted to just mention, if you haven't, and this is not a commercial, this is actually just a tip, a random tip. Have you ever seen Rocketbook? Uh, Rocketbook is a really, really cool note-taking device. It's actually just, it just looks like paper, but what it does when you go to Rocketbook, I don't think it's rocketbook.com, what is it called? Let me look it up real quick. Oh, I like this. I like this. We can look up stuff while I'm talking. Um, well, it's on Amazon, but they have their own site. So uh, let me look real quick. Oh, getrocketbook.com. Getrocketbook.com. So I, I've been using it for quite some time. I used to have, because I take a lot of notes in my business, in my agency, when I'm talking to clients, when I'm talking to, uh, when I'm doing podcasts with guests, I'm taking little notes on the side. Sometimes you'll see me look over uh, when I'm, just jotting down stuff randomly. Uh, I have I have notebooks, and I used to fill them up like crazy. I used to get these uh, just regular notebooks, and I'd go through them, and then at the end, you have all these notes that you don't know what to do with. Uh, to discard them, well, you might need something in there. Who knows, you know? Uh, literally, I probably made dozens of these things, and they're impossible to go back through and find something you need. Uh, unless you somehow take that note and translate it right away to something. So 
but I discovered somebody introduced me. I think it was uh, when I worked at Rapid Crush. Uh, I got we got these for some reason. I think at a, one of our events or something. Somebody gave this to me, and at the time, these were well, you'd throw it in a microwave. So you'd fill up the notes, you'd fill up the whole thing uh, with notes, and then when you're done, you'd put it in the microwave. But here's the thing with these. So the other thing it does is you there's a special app on your phone. And as you create notes, you can scan it, and there's a little barcode in the, in the corner. And it picks that up. And then at the bottom, you can't probably see this, but on the bottom, there's like little circles where... Whichever circle you mark, you can integrate it with all kinds of things like Evernote, uh, Google Drive, uh, other things. And it'll automatically scan it and upload it to that, and, like convert it to a PDF or whatever. So you can save that note, you can name it wherever you want, you can tag it now. Uh, so it's really cool that way. And then when you're done, you can go through, you, you used to go through and you just throw it in a microwave and it's really weird, but Throw it in the microwave, it would erase all your notes and you start over. Uh, now, the one I have now, I don't even know if they have a microwave one anymore, but right now there's actually just a little uh, special towel. And you use this with some water and you just wipe it and it's gone and you start over. So just got done wiping these and I kind of brought it up too because I just actually ordered another one. Um, because this one, after a while, on occasion, you accidentally use a real pen. There's a special pen you have to use. Once in a while, you just grab a regular pen and write in there. So I got some weird things in there, and it gets a little, you know, messed up over time. This will probably be just a rough one that I have lying around, uh, but I'll have a, a, a better one now. I just ordered that. But check it out if you haven't. Rocketbook. It's just a really cool way to... Number one, you don't, like I said, with the paper, you lose those notes over time. There's no way to search for them. Uh, mine, I have go to Google Drive, and then in Google Drive, I have folders. And if it's client-related, I'll have a client folder with notes for that or searchable in other ways. So it's something that I can always go back to and see. Um, and I save paper probably, too, right? It's good for the environment. Okay, on to the next topic. <laughs> but check it out, seriously. Uh, so... I am doing, oh, first of all, I had a great uh, little chat today with a, kind of a pre-call, I call them, uh, for this podcast, actually. And this is uh, my first person that I might have on the podcast that I was connected with on Twitter. And it's funny because I was just, I'm having these conversations right now. We'll talk about that in a minute, about this year-end conversations I do. Most of it's me, but I talk to my team too, especially my the person that's helping me with marketing. And we're talking about, you know, social media, what's working, what's uh, not working, you know, what are we focused on? And we pretty much have it figured out. I think we're just going to continue doing what we're doing. Uh, but certainly the number two for us, LinkedIn is number one, without a doubt. And it's not even just the uh, on-the-surface engagement. It's what happens behind the scenes and the conversations we have and what's led to this year. So uh, some of this is stats, right? It's it's for our business, obviously, but it's what's worked and what's brought us business. And LinkedIn, nothing's close. And then you have to, to maintain those relationships, build relationships, meet people, and, and you know build a following. I mean, part of that is because we're super focused on it. 
you know, I'm sure if we decide, hey, Facebook's our thing, and we all that's all we did, probably we only you only have so many resources, you know, uh, at least we do at this stage. I don't like I have a team of like 50 people just doing social media, uh, but Twitter was second, and not even again the surface stuff. Uh, I I was. I do see the engagement. I see the community there. I'm trying to engage with that community more. And I think that's kind of on my radar is to do more with more and more with Twitter. You know, I really like the tech community there. Uh, they're, you know, a fun group of people. And I've had some great conversations. Um, so different reasons, but yeah, Twitter is definitely up there. But I posted something the other day, actually, um, actually, we posted something about uh, this podcast, and I just said what it was about was basically I don't see my podcast. I don't really put limits on my podcast. If if Elon Musk or any, or Jeff Bezos or somebody you like, <laughs> you may not like those two, but if somebody like that uh, wanted to be on a podcast, I'd yeah, sure, come on. Uh, but really. Uh, this is a podcast about in the trenches and we're all kind of in the trenches. It doesn't matter how big our business is or where we're at. And, and, you know, we can learn just as much. And the post was about learning just as much from small businesses than you can from large businesses. In fact, you might be able to relate to that small business or that person, you know, battling in the trenches more than somebody that's got a billion dollars in the bank or a million dollars in the bank even. So so that was the point of that post, but that brought somebody, somebody I, I know, I see her feed uh, or her posts on my feed. Um, she must be seeing mine. You know, we've liked each other's things a few few times. And, and so it's just kind of this, we're engaging with each other thing recently. And then she saw that post and she referred a couple people that clients of hers or something or, or people she knows to be on the podcast. <laughs> and I just met with one of them today, Alexandra. And Alexandra is going to, uh, we schedule something for the end of the month. And she, it'll be really interesting. She's got a product uh, she's working on. She uh, hopes to launch an agency. She's got a lot going on. Had a great conversation today. So that's exciting. So that's like my first uh, person from Twitter. And there's one other person that I'm uh, in touch with as well through through uh, through Twitter. So that's cool. So maybe this is the start of something on Twitter. But, you know, I, I've, I've always loved Twitter. I've been on Twitter since I was probably one of the first groups of people going on Twitter back in 2008 when I was doing internet marketing back then. I did a lot in those days. I was pretty active on there. And that's where I built most of the, if you see, I had like 3,000 plus followers. But a lot of those people, I don't even know if they are on Twitter anymore. So I didn't delete them if they're out there. <laughs> but, you know, I, but I, I was really active the first couple of years and then I dropped off of Twitter for like 10 years. Um, but I've been ramping up all social media stuff. Uh, this year, so been doing more there, and hope to do more. So that's that. Next topic: end of the year review. Yeah. So I think I mentioned this maybe in a previous uh, 
episode that I'm doing end of end of year review, I generally think of doing that like mid November. So kind of gearing up, reviewing everything we've done, what's working, and you know, plan out twenty. The twenty. 2022 already? Whew. Uh, it's flying, man. Um, but yeah, 2022. So just figuring that out. But um, one of the things that uh, really is standing out to me and that I'm pretty locked, I'm still trying to figure some things out, but some things are locking it. You know, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is obvious. And one of those things is networking. We had a great podcast, if you haven't seen it, by Al Wagner. Uh, a couple podcasts back, probably 40, I think, episode 40. can't believe I remember that. Uh, but Al and I had an incredible discussion about networking. In fact, we probably just scratched the surface. I hope to have him on again. Maybe have a whole hour of conversation just him talking about networking. Somebody gave me that idea on Facebook. I actually had somebody engage with me on Facebook. It's exciting. <laughs> They're out there. I know we have fans. So... But no, so that's a great conversation about networking, but it really drove home. In that conversation, I had some light bulb moments as we're talking. And as I listen back on that podcast, I'm like, number one, this is something I, I do networking. I just naturally do it or organically do it. I don't think about it too much, but really a lot of what I do is networking. I reach out, I stay in touch with people um, and, you know, and do a lot of things we talked about on that podcast where it's like, it's not something, it's not forced. It's just building relationships. And I want to continue to do that. Of course, I'll, I got that base baseline of just doing that. You know, I just naturally do it. But I want to kind of increase that uh, effort a little bit or, you know, look at it more as a, an effort uh, that we do on a regular basis uh, or consider doing on a regular basis, like more formalized, I guess I'm trying to say whatever I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, but, but not only that. So one of the things with my business is I'm kind of, I, I'm not geographically tied to where I am here in Milwaukee. In fact, I can count on one hand how many clients I've had from Wisconsin. Okay. I don't even think I've had a client from Milwaukee, <laughs> which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Right. If we're on based, but when you when you're like me though, and you've been on the internet for 20 years, and you've, I, I mean, literally, I've been doing stuff on the internet almost 20 years. I think, I I don't know, I can can't pinpoint it exactly, but I think I built my first website on the internet in like 2003. That is my best guess. I probably was doing stuff before that, but built my first website then. So I can say almost. 20 years, right? And then from there, I did a lot of business and marketing and, and partnerships and building products, and promoting stuff, <laughs> and then getting into the web design and development world. Uh, over those years, I've made a lot of connections and a lot of friends. And so that all naturally happens. But so I'm going to continue that. But one of the things, so, and, and all those people are not geographically tied anywhere because it's the internet. I meet people all over. The, in fact, the person we're having, I just, Alexandra, she's actually in Spain. <laughs> so global, I'm a global operation, whether I want to be or not. Uh, no, I love it. Uh, but 
I do want to go after some local business. I want to make sort of a name for myself here in Milwaukee. And as soon as I, after I've done that, then I'm going to move <laughs> somewhere warmer. Uh, but, but I crack myself up a lot. I apologize. Uh, but no, so, and to do that though, so networking, what I plan to do and something I haven't done is go to some kind of events around here. And it may not be labeled as a network event, event even. Maybe it's a WordPress meetup or something. But just do that. So I'm setting a goal of X number. I probably even, I'm not going to make it a crazy, you know, when you set goals, you don't want to get too crazy. Like I'm going to do this, I'm going to do 20 events next year. You know, uh, already busy. I don't need to be putting that much pressure on myself. I might do something like three. I'm going to do three live events next year. Uh, I'm going to attend three live events of some way, shape, or form. And technically, it doesn't have to be geographically tied to this area either. It could be, you know, maybe twos here in Milwaukee area or Madison, which isn't far away, another larger town here in Wisconsin. <laughs> Not too many of them. And where it could be one in Florida. I don't know. But uh, that's going to be a goal. So so that's a way for me to kind of apply the things we talked about in that, in that conversation with Al. And one of the other things, one of the other things, takeaways from that episode was, uh, I think he was talking about, well, he talked about how he built his business and he's in a very, very competitive space. As some of us are, I mean, it's not like web design and development isn't competitive, but to, to really, especially in a local market, like that there are very large established agencies in Milwaukee area. Or you go to Chicago or wherever. There, there's very big. You know, they got the the funds <laughs> and the connections already, and they're they have big accounts and uh, they're very well established. I'm not going to go. I'm a small agency. Okay, I'm not going to go head to head with them in the advertising department and outspend them, or even be able to compete for the same type of work, the same type of clients. I don't care. But what I can do is I can network. I can go to some events, meet that random person that runs that random company and build a relationship. And it doesn't matter what these other larger agencies do or say or in their advertising or what their reputation is because I'm building a very personal reputation and and relationship with that one person. And maybe we have a great conversation about WordPress and it's like, you're the man. You're the man. We're going with you. Uh, so, so that's how I look at that too. It's you know, one of the reasons I want to do that. So, setting the goals, small goals. You know, and when I look at all the things we're doing, I look at everything and try to define that goal. But something like this, especially when it's net new, I don't want to overwhelm myself. And so, I'm going to make the goal small at first, is test it, kind of like what I did with podcasting, right? First 10 episodes, we're doing solo. Let's see if I like it. Let's see if I show up every week. <laughs> and here I am in episode 42. Good with numbers today. The next uh, the next uh, topic I want to just discuss here real quick uh, is actually something of personal nature. I'm going to share something personal. So my wife and I, 
Uh, we love dogs. Okay, when we've had we've had dogs, we've had three dogs uh, in the twenty years we've been together. We had a, a yellow lab for ten years when we were earlier in our relationship. Uh, he passed away back in like two thousand twelve, and then we got a Saint Bernard lab mix. Bella, she, she uh, yeah, she she was basically neighbor dogs came together, <laughs> and uh, somebody in my family uh, told me about or we saw a picture. She was the cutest thing in the world. Brought her home, had her for for years. Uh, unfortunately, she got uh, she got cancer uh, when she was six. Uh, we battled it for like a year and a half. Um, and she finally uh, fell to that. Um, last year, we lost her, in fact, almost exactly uh, this time last year. And yeah, lymphoma, not a good thing. It, it was terrible. It was, it was really hard on us. Obviously, it was hard on the dog. You don't want to see anything you love, anyone you love, any dog you love, any animal you love, go through that. And fortunately, you know, we've learned that Six is sounds young, but there's dogs, there's puppies that get lymphoma, and it's it's horrible, horrible disease. And now we still have, we actually also have a yellow lab. We got like probably a year and a half after we got Bella. Uh, her name's Jill, Jillian, and Jillian. Uh, those two were awesome together. Uh, and she, but she was, she lost her sister last year. And we've been thinking about getting another St. Bernard because now we fell in love with St. Bernard's. Bella was strange because she was a St. Bernard lab mix. So she kind of had some lab features, but she was had the attitude of a St. Bernard and other features of a St. Bernard. But we fell in love with those features of a St. Bernard. And, and my wife, that's all she's thought about all year, getting a St. Bernard. And we, we got on a list somebody down in Texas, um, which is a little bit of a drive. <laughs> it's a little strange, but we were, we were going to go down to Texas. And we were actually very close to getting one. And at the kind of the last minute, we decided we're going to hold off. And it got really, you know, this type of thing that gets really real when it's about to happen. Now, money, What obviously, we've, we've always rescued or, you know, uh, gotten a pet from a shelter or somebody that actually Caesar was our first yellow lab we got from a friend uh, and the dog had been shuffled around a couple divorces or something <laughs> people were getting divorced and this dog, poor dog was at somebody's random house and brought that one home the other dog um, you know Bella was uh, she was a puppy when we got her she was only eight weeks but she couldn't stay in the home she was in because they had a Rottweiler. Rottweiler didn't like the puppy, that type of thing. Um, Jill, we actually got uh, also from the uh, Wisconsin Humane Society. But we were going to do, we're like, let's, if we're going to get a St. Bernard, you know, St. Bernard's giant dogs have a lot of health problems, potential for a lot of health problems. Um, so we want one that's health tested and I mean, everything we went through with our past dog. We wanted to try to give this one the best chance possible. Um, and so it was going to be a purebred. So money was a thing, but it's not, you know, we're 
fine. Uh, we're going to spend the money, uh, maybe. <laughs> My wife's going to spend her money. <laughs> um, she makes her own money. That's a whole other conversation. We we're like split. She she does very well. She's a nurse. Um, but she was going to, so we're, that wasn't the financial part of it, consideration, but, uh, and by the way, there's a little tip, if you're going to get a dog, though, that's, you know, already pricey, and then you're going to travel a couple thousand miles to get it, you have to factor into the price, like how the travel expenses, <laughs> it, it all adds up. Um, but one of the, so there was a couple factors. It was that, uh, a puppy, uh, but as a puppy especially, uh, the big factor and why I kind of bring it up today is that, uh, you know, we had to consider all the life things, um, but the, one of the big factors was my business. And and we had, a, I mean, we've had a lot of conversations around this, especially in the last few weeks. And my concern with my wife was she doesn't, I'm the one that's, I'm home all day, okay? You know, I got an office downtown. I spend most of my time here, uh, a small office. It's a, it's not really, it's like a shared office space. Um, but I work, I work at home. So, but she goes off to the surgery center every day and, you know, she's gone for like 11 hours a day. So I'll be spending most of the time with this puppy. And I, my business has, especially this year, has exploded. And it's, uh, I wouldn't say exploded. It's not like I'm a $50 million company or something. <laughs> but I'm very busy, though. I got a team. I got, uh, I got numerous clients. I got dozens of projects going on at any given time. I'm assigning stuff. I'm doing stuff. I'm on calls. I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing a lot of stuff. I work a lot. And she realizes that, and she didn't want not want this puppy to to affect that, right? She didn't want this puppy to disrupt my. And this is her words, not mine. She's like, she knows I have momentum. If I can say that word, momentum. She doesn't want me to lose momentum. And it's not only that we have a house. We have an older house that I've actually started fixing up. <laughs> so I got projects around the house. So those things uh, became really, really important. And this, I just thought of talking about this because it's, it's one of those things, if you're, especially if you're going to business for yourself, where you got a career, I mean, it's the stuff you have to consider, you know, when you're making decisions, it really came down. I, and I think I said this a number of times to her. I'm like, there's two things at play here. There's our heart and what we want. Who doesn't want? She calls her, she calls them fluffy loveys. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to call her fluffy lovey. But she wants her fluffy lovey, or St. Bernard. Um, she likes the long coats. Uh, that's her heart. She, of course, wants that more than anything. Uh, but there's also, you have to use your brain, too, and logic. Are we in a good place? And honestly, I, I let her... I was willing to give it a go, uh, but you know, I and I really threw it to her to make the final decision. Um, it was mutual; it had to be a mutual decision. 
I've been married for 20 years for a reason. <laughs> I know how not to get in hot water. I'm still in hot water, things I did years ago. So, uh, but seriously, it's, it's one of those things I think that when you're making decisions, especially if you plan to run a business and you have a vision to grow that business and you have momentum, uh, that you got to be very careful what you introduce into your life. Um, it's okay to have hobbies, okay if they have things you love, um, but make sure, really think through those decisions to make sure that it doesn't derail the whole picture, right? Now, we're going to have discussions about, that doesn't mean we're, we're not going to get a same program. We decide right now we're going to hold off. Maybe just till next year. Um, maybe things will calm down a little bit. Things will change. Situation will change. Otherwise, we're looking at other options. Maybe we don't get a puppy. You know, maybe we do adopt or, you know, get a St. Bernard from a shelter or whatever. Um, there's good and bad about that. Obviously, we have less control over their health and how they show up. But it might, from a from a lifestyle perspective and what's going on, you know, a puppy is hardcore. If you've ever had a puppy, raised a puppy, <laughs> they can be pretty hardcore. And to have a dog that's coming into your household that's already potty trained, though, not the puppy energy, maybe. We also have a consideration, but I didn't get all the consideration. We also have an older dog. Uh, Jill is nine years old. So do we want her to be introduced to a crazy puppy? So a lot of things, but it's it's something that I've had to think a lot about and uh, thought I'd just share that with you. Uh, but let me know, you know, if there are comments where you're listening to this, uh, let me know if you've had those similar situations um, and uh, how you kind of work through that and made those decisions. Um, did you have, is there anything that you had to hold back on or maybe you'll do in years, or maybe you just decided that's not for us. Um, really when you're building a business, you're building a life and you got to figure out where, what, like I said, what you introduce is important, um, cause it can have ripple effects and everything, um, or it may prevent you from growing faster, uh, in one area, you know, everyone at a different stage of their life at this stage of my life. I have to be a little more stable and thoughtful. Not so much in my 20s and 30s, but, <laughs> but I'm 50. I'm going to remind you of that. So so that's my St. Bernard story. Uh, you know, we're still on the hunt. We'll see. We'll see um, how it plays out. Uh, the last, uh, well, second to the last topic, a couple that tie in together. I want to just talk a minute, uh, a couple minutes about uh, full site editing. WordPress. And this is going to get into a little techie topic. So if you're not into WordPress or tech stuff, maybe this, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> but I want to talk about this because I, I just saw a video uh, that it was a great video about uh, everything that's coming in the next version of WordPress in uh, December. I think it's December 14th. And there's a lot more features around full site editing and block themes. So if you haven't been following, WordPress has been moving in this direction. They started out with just simple blocks in the uh, original editor, uh, just dragging blocks in, doing block stuff. Um, and blocks are just like, you know, think of you have places like I think Wix and other other types of uh, platforms have blocks. We just drag something in. You want a text block, you want an HTML block, you want a 
image block or some combination of that or other kinds of blocks. Let's just drag, drop it in, add your content, you're done. It's all visual. And so WordPress has been going in this direction uh, for a couple of years. They started out slow and they, this year they added, you know, blocks for widget areas. And, but the end goal was to have a site and themes that are all blocks, including the header and the footer. Well, I just saw this really cool video that demonstrated this and I've been playing around with it too, but basically it's coming. <laughs> it's very near. It probably will be here in December, but who knows? Sometimes things are delayed, but now we're going to be able to do things in the header. You can, and they have a block menu. We're right in line in the block. You can actually add menu items and do all kinds, you know, add other elements and stuff. The footer you can manage in the blocks. It, it's, it's incredible. And uh, it's incredible if you like blocks. It's not so incredible if you're like old school and are, have been hating on blocks, but it's coming. I don't know who I can have a conversation about, but I have conversations all the time. I lose track of some of them, but um, I I embrace blocks. I think maybe I had a conversation on here. I don't know, but I embrace blocks. It's uh, it's it's been coming for a while, and if I was going to be a WordPress person, I was going to embrace them. I don't. Uh, I feel like oh, I think I wrote an article about this on my blog. Go check it out uh, if you haven't read my blog at mattlevinhake.com. Um, but blocks are, are a thing and they're coming. And if you don't start embracing it now, you're going to be left behind. And eventually maybe the theme you, you use breaks, the classic editor is going to go away. Eventually it's just not going to work anymore, or it may work. I, I seem to think, and I think I said this in that article, I seem to think that the classic editor in some way, shape or form will always exist. Somebody will find a way. It's just going to be a, it's just going to be like any page builder. It's just a different way of doing things. It's a classic way of doing things. Some people may still do that forever. But I embrace blocks. And one of the things that I, I've talked about this, uh, that I'm planning a product for next year. And it was pushed off to next year for a reason, because part of that product is a theme. It's going to be a very simple theme, probably a basic theme. It's going to be a block theme. And I had to kind of wait <laughs> until block, multi, you know, full site editing was a thing. So it's here. And hopefully over the next few months, I'll be working on that theme, probably doing it myself. I have somebody else helping me with some plugins too. We're going to have a variety of things. It's, it's a product, but it's a product that's going to include a number of things, including training and stuff. So it's coming. And I love, I, when I saw that video today and saw the visualization, somebody actually going through all the features and stuff, maybe I'll put that in the show notes so you can take a look at it too. But it was just, it's like, yeah, we're here. We've arrived. It's time. Uh, I'm going to have a, one of the plugins we're, we're building is a block plugin. We're going to, we're going all in on blocks. I just had a client where we are doing, we're redesigning his whole site technically, but we're rolling it out in stages, phases. So we're kind of, at right now we're kind of redesigning page by page. Eventually it'll be the whole site because it's a very active revenue generating 
website. So we don't want to do it all at once. They, they rely heavily on search traffic. We've got to be very careful with it, but that's a whole other story. And, but one of the things that I introduced to make building unique pages easier was custom blocks. Now we leveraged ACF, Advanced Custom Fields has custom blocks features uh, to build custom blocks. <laughs> custom blocks. And so we did that, we leveraged that, but we did blocks and it was an easy way for us to create some really unique uh, content sections and be able to just drag those in and reuse them in other areas in the site rather than creating a whole te new template to display that. So, so we're already leveraging it uh, in client work. So we're embracing it. Um, if you're a web developer, web designer, you're using a lot of WordPress, you're using WordPress in your own business, you know, start start reading up on it, start checking out because they like said, you don't want it to creep up on you and surprise you. <laughs> One day you're like, oh, I need blocks for this. Or you find a plugin that's awesome and has some awesome block features, but you don't know how to implement them or can't, or your, your website doesn't support it or whatever. Prepare now, start preparing now. Uh, and lastly, that kind of ties into this because of what we're doing. Now, of course, as any, from a programming perspective, as well, my dog just kicked the whole table. Speaking of dogs, she's napping while I'm doing this. As a program, as a web developer specifically, it's probably the same for programmers, web designers, things are always changing. If you don't have a learning mindset when you're in, in this business as a web developer, specifically, you're going to have problems because you're always learning stuff and you're always learning new things. And you might start a new job or a new business that or have a new client that has something different that you're going to have to learn. But you can't learn it all. Trust me. That's why when somebody tells you they're, maybe you say you're a full stack developer, I guarantee you're not. <laughs> you may be full stack where you can do something in each of the parts of the stack, but each stack, each layer of that stack has like 90 things that you could learn or know. And then one of those things you can learn a little bit or you can have depth and knowledge. Think about JavaScript or PHP. You can know PHP. I know PHP, but I know people that know PHP a heck of a lot more than I know PHP <laughs> that are like, uh, you know, certified, you know, Zen certified. That's a thing. And, but it's the same way with everything. But so there's, even though I've been doing development for almost 10 years as a career business path, an official one, I did it before that, but for myself mostly, even though I've been doing it for that, I'm not done learning. And I just talked to somebody, uh, the person that's gonna be in my podcast, she does headless uh, development. And I won't get into, go into what that is too much, but you know, it's basically where you can take WordPress and use WordPress but without using its theme system. Uh, you can actually use React or Angular or other ways to build sites and just use WordPress as your backend. Headless. <laughs> that's something I want to learn more about. So um, that's one thing. But the other thing, like right now, because I haven't actually had a plugin product but one. I had a small plug-in when I was at, at, uh, at Rapid Crush 
I developed a small plugin for our community, but I haven't really since then. And I'm not, I don't know a ton about plugin development uh, specifically. I know how I can develop a plugin, but there's, like I said, there's layers. So I want to get much, much better at it. And also block development, get much, much better at it. I know a little bit. Uh, building a block theme, we're going to be learning a lot in the coming months. But it's not just me, so it's my team as well. So I have one individual specifically. Her name is Janine. It's one of my developers. She's a full-time developer, designer. She actually, she's one of those unique individuals that can, is really good at design, I discovered, after I hired her as a developer. So, so we split it. So I do design, and she helps me with design. We actually did a really cool... Uh, you know they got pair programming and development where two people work together and program on the same thing, kind of switch roles back and forth. We did that with design. It was really cool this last couple weeks, last week. Um, but I'm all giving her the room to learn. Um, we started doing some stuff and I'm like, maybe we need to get a little better at this, her and me. Uh, and so I actually got her access to some uh, to, uh, courses um, for plugin development and block development. I may go through those courses myself too. But just in general, that's an initiative I have uh, going forward into this next year, talk about this next year, uh, but it's something I've already implemented fourth quarter of this year, is ha allowing room for my team to learn, giving that you know, that room it might be a little room. Maybe it's 5% room or 10% depending on where we are. Maybe just uh, this week or, you know, every, every month, three months, I give them a week or a couple days to just learn or as we go, we're making it up as we go. <laughs> like everything I do. <laughs> if you wonder how I'm successful or get to the level of success that I'm in, it's just all making it up as we go. Um, but that is something that's going to be important in our culture and what we do now going forward. I'm defining that. I'm not only gave her uh, access to some courses, but my other employees as well. I have somebody that helps me with marketing. She's getting uh, taking some marketing, social media courses. Um, I have somebody else that's doing front end dev for me uh, and learning WordPress. She actually, uh, and I'll leave it at this, but she actually helps me mostly with Bootstrap. I hired her to be a bootstrap front-end developer because we have a client that's all they need. Literally bootstrap landing pages, funnels, um, translating designs to bootstrap. That's all she does. But in between, I've been teaching her WordPress. And so, uh, you know, because who knows where things lead in the next couple of years, or maybe this client needs WordPress help. So I'm, I'm teaching her and, uh, or, you know, giving her the, well, I'm teaching her too, but, uh, giving her projects and stuff. So she's learning kind of on the fly, but it's, it's important. And if you're, it doesn't almost matter what you do. There's so many great sites out there uh, to learn uh, what you're doing, especially in web development design and LinkedIn learning is a thing now uh, that used to be, what was it called? Uh, Lin Linda, <laughs> I would say Lydia, I think it's Linda. Uh, dot com, but now uh, they were absorbed into LinkedIn. Um, there's 
a, a number of other platforms out there where you can learn. Uh, but, you know, taking courses like that, that's how I learned development too. Like, especially, you know, going back years now, I would take JavaScript courses and, and programming courses on Linda too. Um, there's Skillshare, there's all kinds of, but it's important to always, if you are in this business, if you're a web developer, web designer, if you're in business, right? This is a business podcast. If you're in business, if you're running an agency, and even when you, when you reach some level of success, that doesn't mean you're done learning. You always should be learning, in my opinion. Um, if you have that mindset, you'll you'll continue to grow and continue to scale up. And uh, you can never feel like you know have this what you call it ego that I know enough. I know everything. I don't need to learn anymore. I'll always be learning. Let's leave it at that. Thanks for listening. Well, I'll tell you to you know I'll let the intro or the exit do all that. <laughs> have a great one take care that's all for today's episode i hope you enjoyed that again please subscribe if you haven't already and give us a thumbs up if we deserve it if you want to comment on this podcast or provide me with requests on topics for future episodes please find your way to the builders.fm you can contact me there or add a comment under these show notes now a word from our sponsor unified web design that's my agency we build custom websites, features, we maintain websites, we work with agencies to fulfill their web design and development needs, and more. If you're interested in our services or looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me at unifiedwebdesign.com. There's a handy contact me link at the top, fill out that form and it will open a ticket and that ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.